0: Peak Performance knows that, according to studies, nearly 30 million men suffer from ED and won't do anything about it. Maybe they're afraid the solution will be painful. Maybe they don't react well to medication. Maybe they're afraid it won't work. Don't be part of that 30 million. Call 1-800-210-8181. That's 1-800-210-8181. Or visit peakperformanceformen.com. Peak Performance. Man at his peak. The we're going family style deal.
1: Because I want a bite of your Big Mac.
0: And I
2: need some of your quarter poms. I'll
0: try your filet of fish.
2: There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: ABS Media Papa Hotel Lima Echo November radio check.
2: Papa Echo November. Good afternoon. Read five.
1: Good afternoon. Read you five as well. Papa Echo November.
2: XOne, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Our email address is xone at TV.com. On MSN Messenger. Exon Radio TV at hotmail.com, and our website www.exonradiotv.com. Exon Nation, my first guest tonight is Mary Rodwell. We're going to be talking to Mary about UFOs, and Mary is in Australia. She's the founder and principal of the Australian Close Encounter Resource Network. A-C-E-R-N. She was born in the United Kingdom, migrated to Australia in 1991, and um, ACERN offers professional counseling, support, hypnotherapy, and information to individuals and their families who have anomalous paranormal experiences, particularly specializing in abduction and contact experiences. Internationally recognized, Mary is recognized as one of Australia's leading researchers in the UFO and contact phenomenon. She has lectured in the United States, Canada, Hawaii, the United Kingdom, and New Zealand. She appears regularly in international and national media news organizations and in documentaries such as Australian documentary Oz Files, and the BBC television program, the Paranormal Files and Discovery Channel, as well as Animal X. She is also the vice president of Star Kids Project Limited Advisory Committee, a member of ExoPolitics, and she's the organizer of Perth's first international conference, Hidden Truths. Joining us now from Australia is Mary Rodwell. And Mary, welcome back to the ExoN.
1: Hello, Rob, and uh, thank you for inviting me. It's noon here in Australia, of course, the following day.
2: Yeah, that, that's a, that's something to wrap your head around. The International Dateline does it to you all the time. Mary, um, are UFO sightings, encounters, and abductions up in Australia, or are they down, or are they staying the same?
1: Certainly up. Um, In right across Australia, Um, it's amazing the numbers of calls I'm getting, not just with UFO sightings, but people who are finding out that they or their family are experiencing encounters with a variety of different types of non-human beings.
2: Mary, has there been any physical evidence, any trace evidence that puts the existence of UFOs in Australia above and beyond any level of doubt?
1: Well, I would say one of the cases which isn't one of mine in Sydney is one of uh, Peter Currie and mm-hmm. the fact that he was left with three strange human-type hairs after an encounter which has been um, evaluated by a geneticist in Sydney. Mm-hmm. It's called the hair mm-hmm. of the alien. Bill Chalker's the researcher. And these these particular hairs have anomalies that um, really make them out of the ordinary. That's one of the, the physical, tangible kinds of uh, evidence that I think you know people are looking for. All right, um, stand
2: by, Mary. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Exonation. Mary Rodwell is our special guest this hour. www.acern.com is her website. And Mary and I will return on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Excellent. Back in two, don't go away.
0: This is the evening news. Let's go now to our field reporter, Ronaldo Riviera.
2: This is Rinaldo Riviera on the
0: banks of the stinky, muddy river with Mr. R. V. Frisbee, who claims to have witnessed something truly fantastic. Mr. Frisbee, could you tell us what you saw? Yeah, I was just hunkered down over there putting a stink wad on my trot line and the short hairs just stood straight out on the back of my neck and I turned around and there's this big orange thing, them purple lights on it, come swooping over them pine trees and just hoovered over the Winnebago there. Hyneas run out and throw the skillet at it and then she scissored and run back in up on the hide of bed. About that time... Little trap door opened up, little stair steps come down, this little pink bald-headed guy stuck his head out. Now, i seen that movie, Close Encounters. I just walked on over there as big as I can, looked up in there, and there he was. That who was? I saw Elvis in
2: a And welcome back to the x everyone. Mary Rodwell is our special guest, and uh, her website is www.acern.com. Dot com and Mary is in Australia, and Mary. Before we had to take that commercial break, you were telling us about a case where somebody had. Uh, uh, there was a case that another investigator is working on, where uh, this this I guess we he is a contactee. Actually, had hair tra- hair evidence that has gone to a doctor. That the doctor, the the uh, geneticist or the DNA specialist cannot define it except by calling it the alien hair?
0: That's
1: correct. Actually, if you go up to a documentary called My Mum Talks to Aliens, which Mm -hmm. was done by the SBS Australian TV company, it was a a documentary. I I was the primary person in it with my eldest son, who is a bit of a skeptic. Um, Mm -hmm. He's a veterinary surgeon. And basically it's about you know, two members of a family having disagreements in terms of how we see reality. And I was given 10 days with the film crew to show my son some of the reality. And basically this story with Peter Currie in Sydney is shown where part of the alien uh, hair or the the strange hair is being shown by um, the researcher. The evidence of the fact that it has anomalies to it, um, it is actually discussed there. And the gentleman that... Um had this experience actually had a polygraph where it was shown that he was speaking the absolute truth in terms of his encounter with this hybrid alien being now so you you
2: realize that that a polygraph is not accepted in courts because it is fallible
1: absolutely, but it was still a way of showing some of the public mm-hmm. that you know this was some he a lot of people still believe. That is valuable as a way of at least accessing whether or not somebody is speaking the truth or not, even though it isn't accepted as you say quite rightly.
2: All right. So, um, how, how many polygraph but, tests? How many polygraph tests did he have? Just one.
1: He had the one as part of the documentary, but the evidence was more about the DNA in these strange hairs that were done by a geneticist, not um. the actual researcher Bill Chalker, who is who was the one that did the case, but Bill Chalker found this geneticist prepared to examine it. And this particular um, structure of the DNA certainly showed anomalies that they can't explain in normal human DNA. Now,
2: once that again, once again, I have to ask, was it only one geneticist who did the testing?
1: Yes, at this point, certainly it's only the one. But um, I think that he is very keen at some point to have it explored and tested by others as well. It's just one of the rather unusual mm-hmm. cases amongst many, many thousands of others. I've worked with over 2,000 different individuals now and their families with encounters globally. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's not so much, although the tangible side of this is very important, including the implants that Dr. Roger Lear, for example, has examined in his, his book, The Aliens and the Scalpel, who is a... A dear friend of mine, um, we know that there are other tangible things such as um, when a craft has landed there are there is evidence of diff- different electromagnetic frequencies, for example, changes in soil changes in the way, um, even, even animals operate differently when there has been some kind of landing or whatever. But for me, the most tangible is the fact that you have whole families experiencing this, not just one person often. So you've got the testimony of you know parents, grandparents, sometimes children that are speaking about the same event. Mm-hmm. So you, unless you want to see this as a mass hallucination, They all corroborate each other's story, not only maybe with a sighting, but Mm -hmm. having encounters with these beings on craft and talking about it. And the children talk about it not through hypnosis. They'll talk about it as a conscious recall of their experiences. And these are children that don't watch talk shows, don't read books on this, but will talk about triangular craft, what the beings are like, what Mm -hmm. it's like actually on the spacecraft and what they learn in terms of uh, really complex subjects, So I've got one eight-year-old locally who talks about learning about black holes, for example. These are terms that eight-year-olds don't normally even begin to mention. So you've got a lot of witness testimony, which to me is very compelling.
2: All right, let me ask you this. Who does the investigating? Are they qualified psychiatrists? Are, they, are these people who hold valid credentials? Or are these just people within the UFO community who think they know a lot in when in reality they know very little?
1: Oh, look, I, think it's, I know that we give great credibility to the psychologists and psychiatrists. What's mm-hmm. fascinating to me is that we have a lot of those with credentials that are working um, on the QT, if you yeah. like, on the quiet. But will not come out publicly and say that this is something that they validate. Why not? But many of, them are, sorry. Why not? Because they know in their own peer groups that they are going to be judged as um, as wacky as those they think are having experiences. I found it really interesting that some of the clinical psychologists that I am liaising with mm-hmm. um, have. Often when they've had somebody come with an encounter, mm-hmm. you know, come up with a standard psychological profile or maybe you were abused as a child or there was some kind of trauma and later discovered not only was that not the case, but they themselves have had experiences and their families. So I felt quite shame-faced. All right. They I said standard... Yeah. The standard thing when ultimately, to be honest, Rob, they themselves have discovered they've had experiences.
2: All right, so when we look at the thousands of people who claim to have been abducted, who've claimed to have been aboard a UFO, who claim to have had interaction with extraterrestrials, how is it then that there's still no proof of their existence?
1: Well, there is actually a great deal. Where is you it? Once start exploring this, um, okay. and it's there on, you know, once you start looking at the evidence that we've been visited throughout millennia, for mm-hmm. example, um, by these intelligences that people, you know, they were called gods in, and and whatever they were, they were, how they were understood by indigenous tribes as the gods coming and visiting, and we have evidence of of that from most of the indigenous tribes, the Aboriginal uh, Aborigines here in Australia. Call them the wangina, the star mm-hmm. beings. Have done drawings of them. Have done drawings of UFOs where their own elders have gone up onto the craft. For example, to them this is no big deal. So right through history, we ha- we hear from the Dogon tribe that talk about the Numa, which mm-hmm. were fish uh, amphibians, that where they had understanding of cosmology without any telescopes. That talked about genetic engineering, and these are primitive peoples. That are talking about some cosme- um some really complex subjects, and this is, you know, the drawings and the artwork. Right through mm-hmm. history itself, we've got evidence that we've been visited by a multitude of intelligences. But that alone but we also is-
2: know we also know for a fact that history is all wrong, that history mm-hmm. is written by the victors, that history yeah. only talks about what what. They want you to know. We know Christopher Columbus, for example, did not discover America. And yet history says he did. And that's just one of the many examples. So how can we take, how can we give so much credibility to indigenous people, the First Nations, and and all these other people, including the writers of the Bible, that they were right when... We don't know for a fact that they were.
1: I think you make a very good point, Rob. And let's face it, that goes right through such things as uh, religion, mm-hmm. for example, Definitely. what we're taught to believe in. I absolutely concur with you there. But what I'm talking about is the way Aborigines, um, or whether or not it's it's indigenous peoples from mm-hmm. around the globe, we have to understand that you know, you can either look at this as um, them talking symbolic uh, in a symbolical way, yes. or whether or not they're actually talking about real experiences that they've understood through their own way of understanding their reality, right through right through history. These are not necessarily things that are written down by modern historians.
2: But is example. it also possible that what the the indigenous tribes around the world and the Mayans, the the Incas, the Egyptians, that what we interpret today as UFOs, extraterrestrials, were really their way of trying to understand how they got here, uh, their way of trying to make some sense of the world that they really didn't have a lot of knowledge about.
1: Absolutely. In the same way, we're trying to understand Mm -hmm. exactly the same phenomena when people are taking... You know, now with mobile phones and all the the equipment that Uh we have, these strange phenomena in the skies, whether it's bright lights, cylindrical craft, some of them may very well be, you know, um, some of the hidden technology from our military, that's Mm -hmm. for sure. But also when you have those that have physically met and touched these beings and had communication with them. Um, And not just one member of a family where they wake up with marks on their body that fluoresce in black ultraviolet light, for example. You know, these are very tangible things that people are experiencing. But my my question is,
2: my question is, how do we know they're telling the truth? We're taking their word. We're saying, (laughs) wow, this is such an incredible experience that it must be true.
1: All I can say is um, Rob with all of this mm-hmm. one thing to you and that is we could say that about any witness in a in a court of law and say how do the hell do we know you're speaking the truth that's accepted in a court of law if you have one or two witnesses saying the same thing then that's accepted as part of um, a truth. I but mean, we're ta- t-
2: we're not talking about a woo-woo factor of a UFO alien abductions uh, and and everything else that's connected with it. We're talking about a crime against a person. We're talking about a bank robbery. we're talking about a murder. We're talking about uh, any other criminal act or a civil case. We're not talking about UFOs in court. Stand by. Nope. We've got stand by. We've got to take our commercial break. We'll be right back. Exo Nation, our guest this hour is Mary Rodwell. She's in Australia. Her website is www.acern.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and X-Zone Broadcast Network. Visit our website at www.xzoneradiotv.com.
0: I just got back from Roswell, where the aliens have been. And if you ask the feds, the cause, well, they'll only lie again. Now I'm hunted by the gumshoes, and I'm wanted by the cops, because they think that I might be the guy making circles in the crops. And I know that there's a conspiracy from the voices in my head. Elvis lives, that's clear to me It's McCartney who is dead And if the Mars men should come again And take me, I will go I will take a trip on their rocket ship God bless the UFO Give JFK this message It's the Cuban army's fault And I know that Dave Koresh is alive inside a vault. We've seen reports in papers of a guy who knows about a car that runs on chewing gum, but the Arabs rubbed him out. And we loudly warn that America is badly unprepared. the cold war through we need something new that can get you good and scared you wonder just who is warning you of conspiracies today we're the ones who fill the rumor mill we are the cia 1-800-610-7035,
2: 1 800 610 7035 worldwide toll free email xzone at xoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger TV at hotmail.com our website www.xoneradiotv.com don't forget all our interviews are available on Apple iTunes and they're also available on Amazon.com and for 30 30 or 90 days now Craig 90 days at exonepodcast.com Talking about UFOs this hour, UFOs in Australia, Mary Rodwell is our special guest. Uh, her website is www.cern.com. And Mary, before we went to the break, we were talking about uh, credibility when it comes to the witnesses. And you know, I understand that there are thousands and thousands of people around the world who have claimed to have been taken into craft, who have claimed to have uh, been abducted who have claimed to have been um, subject to physical examinations by these these visitors that some of these people have had implants put into them uh, as as Dr. Lear and uh, Daryl Sims have uh, have you know talked about for several years now but when it comes to the when it comes to the crux of the matter, my question has always been, why don't these extraterrestrials just land, land on the lawn of the White House, the lawn, front lawn of Parliament Hill, in London, in Moscow, a mass landing? Why are they doing everything in a covert method like is so indigenous to the, to the intelligence communities of the world?
1: Because they'd be shocked for a start. I mean, the bottom line is that if people want to know what is being hidden from them, Mm -hmm. there is enough evidence in the disclosure witnesses, and these are military (laughs) people, people in NASA, people who have... um, American intelligence. I've even spoken to some of those in, in those particular fields. Dr. Yeah. Stephen Greer, of course, has done a great deal well, to yeah. show these incredible witnesses. And I've even met your ex-defense minister of Canada, um, the Honourable Paul Heliot. Well, well, hold like on here. Hold on here.
2: Watched. He he he, he, you know, held, he he is not held. He is he is not held in high esteem by Canadians yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. He's a loony bin.
1: Okay, so you don't feel that your ex-defense minister. Has any credibility
2: definitely not not if he's starting to talk about UFOs, none whatsoever
1: right okay well, I mean I don't know how to answer you when it comes to that because it's you know it's one of your countrymen for a start well that, that and, doesn't um, mean
2: that doesn't mean I have to accept what he's saying
1: no certainly not, but one would think with given his status or um, the status that he had and given the fact that he had access to information that most people don't wouldn't
2: okay.
1: that perhaps get you questioning if nothing else
2: well why would i why would i take his word instead of the word of the president of the united states the prime minister of canada the pre, you know the, the the prime minister of great britain why would i take the word of a defense minister who you know to me, doesn't have the same credibility as a president or a prime minister. And why would I take the word of a uh, of Dr. Greer and all his people? Why would I take these words? Why would I take the word of a member of the military who has taken an oath and who has given top you know, security clearances and they violate their clearance? They violate their oath. How can I give these people credibility?
1: Well, Rob, for some people that will be credible enough for them to at least look at what's going on that, that that most people don't know about. They would find that that a very useful way of getting information, even though not all the time. I think we're we're certainly not told the truth. Well, how do but we know
2: it, how do we know this, the information that we're being that 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 the communities who want to believe so much in these extraterrestrial visitors? How do we know that these people? Who are in the military or former NASA astronauts are not part of what you people believe to be the conspiracy and they're just feeding you a bunch of bunk.
1: That's the big problem on this planet, isn't it? Where's the truth? And we have fed a whole range of disinformation, a load of rubbish as a way of keeping us um, without the knowledge that most of us, I think, have a right to. I think you, you, like me, and everybody else on this planet have to learn a certain amount of discernment in terms of what information makes sense to us or resonates with us or not. And we're all at different places with that. Yeah. I've spent 20 years exploring mm-hmm. the whole area psychologically of people that are having encounters from all ages, all belief systems, people who don't believe in aliens, but having experiences with them. I think that's the most fascinating side of this, when they say, oh, well, they're all believers. No, they're not. These are often people that haven't even been interested in watching any program, or they're not Star Trek fanatics at all. They're people that don't even believe that it's possible, and yet there they are experiencing something In their bedroom, where there's a being standing there that doesn't look human. So, this this isn't about believers. This is about people knowing they're having an experience that often leaves tangible marks on their body that changes the way they see the world forever. That is evidence of an experience and a reality. But let me, okay, let me ask you,
2: let me ask you, you, you know, you're a medical professional, right? Yes. Okay. I'm an ex cop. I believe in evidence. You see, if somebody was to take one of these alien abductees who come back with marks on their body and were to take them and do nail scrapings to see if any of the skin from their own arms, their legs, wherever these marks are, are found under the fingernails. If, if these people were treated with Due process, investigated using the established forensic methods. And then if the evidence was so strong as to give, you know, concur with what the person is saying, that's one thing. But in all these years with all these so called alien abductees, the these experiencers, nothing. And and even Dr. Lear and the work he's done has been put into question by the scientific community. My God, he's a podiatrist. So where do we go? Where do we where do we find the truth? It certainly isn't on the internet. You know, how is it that there are so many people who watch the skies at night and don't see anything? And yet, it's the minority who see these things, who are abducted, who are transported into their, into the uh, the abductor spacecraft, are is whipped around the universe, the solar system. How come it's never a scientist? How come it's never a person with the credentials that could find the way of proving to the public that this is real? When we look at the Roswell crash, that was a big bundle of boo-boos if I ever saw one. Here you've got the base intelligence officer, uh, Jesse Marcel, goes out, allegedly picks up this material, and instead of maintaining the chain of uh, evidence by bringing it back directly to the base, what does he do? He stops at his house and wakes up his wife and lets his wife and his kid play with the evidence. Right then and there. That case is bull. You know, it, I would love, I would love to see something real instead of all the, the talk, instead of all the hypothetical situations, instead of all the different, uh, hip, uh, you know, hip, uh, hypnotic regression that is as useless as a third teat on a bull. I'd love to see something else except these, these lie detectors. I'd like to see evidence that isn't just given to one professional to check out. And yet that's not being done. And then people wonder why people don't really believe. Because there's nothing really there to believe yet. The questions are there. They're real questions. But there's no answers. What am I missing? Where am I wrong?
1: Well, Rob, I, th- I I would say this to you, that for some people, that if a UFO landed on their front lawn, they'd say it was a fire engine. I think there is a very powerful part of human nature that doesn't want to see what's right in front of them. But wait a and- minute, you're,
2: you're, you're saying they a very strong part of human nature that doesn't want to see what's right in front of them. And yet you're talking about the same, very same person who believes in a God that they've never seen that they've never heard, and yet they believe in that. So mm-hmm. tell me, why is it that a person will believe in a God, will believe in a uh, an Allah, will believe in a Yahweh, will believe in a Thunderbird, will believe in so many spiritual things, and yet you're saying that they won't believe in a UFO? That makes no sense.
1: Well, it may not make sense, no sen- uh, any sense to you.
2: Well, it doesn't make any sense to the people, majority of the public.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a true story. Okay. And the true story was a gentleman who took a UFO near a church spire. And he went in to ask the priest... Mm-hmm. Um, about how high was the spy? Because he wanted to work out how big the UFO was and where exactly it was. Uh-huh. And this is a true story. Okay. And when he showed, you know, the picture, he um, he actually said to the priest, or the priest said to him, "You don't believe in UFOs, do you?" And the guy said, "Well, I've got a picture of you know. You believe in God, but at least I've got a picture of mine." Mm-hmm. The bottom line is, is where people really, through their programming, are open to accepting whatever it is they're taught or whether or not they question. I think the one thing that this phenomena does more than anything else is get us to question. It's, it's obviously got you to question. And maybe as yet you haven't seen enough evidence that satisfies satisfies you. But I can tell you, I've got a lot of clients that are scientists and they struggle like bloody hell to take on board their scientific side that says this isn't possible and yet they wake up at night and there's a being standing there and I mean I've got some clients right at this moment that are struggling between the fact they've been you know they've been in the scientific world and operated in Mm -hmm. it and really really struggling with their experiences of not only seeing craft with other people in their family Mm -hmm. but having experiences with them and that is their reality, whether or not you want to accept it or not.
2: Hey, listen, they're not my clients. I'm not making money off them. Ah, You know? That's
1: a very... You know, the fact is that my resource is actually a free resource, Rob. I do this So why are they...
2: Okay, why do you you do it, then? Why do you do it?
1: Why do I do it? Mm. Because I came from a nursing midwifery background. I went into counseling. Right. My life has been about supporting people. Uh Uh-huh. To help them work through their life experiences, whether it's relationship difficulties, whether it's it's um, grief and bereavement, or they're mm-hmm. dying. I got to a point where somebody came to me and said, "Look, I've heard you're open-minded. Yeah. There are no support groups for this, but I am having this experience with my family. The rest of the relatives think that this is demons. Mm-hmm. Can you help?" And all I could do. Was listen and that's what I've been doing ever since 20 years later is listening and helping with as much information as I've got to offer them as resources and helping them to make up their own mind mm-hmm. whether or not this is a reality for them or not.
2: Now to, to help them make up their own mind how do you do that with your biased opinion?
1: I don't have a biased opinion. All counseling is about you helping the person that's coming to you mm-hmm. understand it from their awareness or their understanding. You have to come in as a neutral mirror to their own experiences. I don't tell them what I believe or think. Mm-hmm. I assist them with offering them ways to get new information to make up their own mind whether or not this is a reality for them. I certainly don't tell them what to think, and I certainly don't tell them that I believe anything around this, other than other people have similar patterns of experience. It's up to them whether or not they decide this is relevant to them or not. All counseling is based on that premise.
2: All right, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I don't believe anything you've told me. I don't believe in UFOs. Not the way you do. I'd love to believe. I'd love to see the proof, though. Hmm. Another one bites the dust. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Another one bites the
0: dust. And another one god And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey. Another one bites the dust. and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away
2: you it was oh my goodness welcome back to the X-Own. my name is Rob McConnell and um I have got to tell you that when I started the interview with uh, Mary Rodwell I I gotta be honest with you I had mixed emotions on how it was going to go. As we started talking, and, uh, you know, the evidence was that she was pro-UFO, pro-alien abduction, that she's investigated over 2,000 of these cases, and uh, then the, the topic, uh, you know, the talk with Dr. Roger Lear, who is a podiatrist, by the way, exonation. And, you know, there, there has been no scientific concurrence to any other proof that he has provided that people are being um, implanted with extraterrestrial chips. Because my, my, my point is this. If these beings can traverse the universe, maybe go through wormholes, I don't know. Why would they need to implant people with chips that, that could be found? Why would they leave marks on the body of people? Why would they not just make a mass landing? And you know what? I don't agree with Mary when she said that because we'd shoot them. That's a bunch of bunk. Then when she said in the last segment that she had clients that raised a little flag in my mind because a client, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many people, and it's even in the dictionary, uh, the word client means the party for which professional services are rendered, a customer or a patron. I would have called them patients because, in my book, a client pays you for services. And that's why I said, well, it's it's money-based. And then she got very defensive and said, no, it's not. She's written a book. She's got a DVD. Uh, she's not giving them away, Nation. No, she's not. Uh, they're available on uh, Amazon.co.uk, Barnes & Noble, Fishpond.co.nz. Uh, it's called Awakening How Extraterrestrial Contact can transform your life. Yeah. I still want to see the proof. Where's the beef? When it comes to alien abductions, extraterrestrials, UFOs, I would love to be able to come on air one night and say, you know what? The proof has been found. But over 21 years of doing this show, no one has come forth with the proof. And when members of the military, law enforcement or astronauts or anyone who takes an oath of secrecy and then they break that oath, in my opinion, they have no credibility whatsoever and they should be ashamed of themselves. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Axon. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Send me your emails. Tell me what you think. Xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. I'll be back. Don't go away. You
0: left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, ha ha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away.